Hi, Brendan. Welcome to Jeff's Marketing Academy. It's so great to have you here. You know, one of the great SEO experts, and you know, uh, it's really great to have you. So, tell a little, little bit about yourself and how you started SEO optimizations and everything so far. I just kind of fell into it. wasn't planning on it, but got my degree in business marketing. And after I got my first job at school, I was helping out a company doing their digital marketing and helping out with SEO, doing social media, helping out with paid ads and I didn't know much about it. They said, don't worry, we don't know much about it either. We're going to learn alongside you and take you to classes and workshops and seminars. And this is back in 2007. And after working there for a few months, just realized everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. There's a lot of different ways to get traffic, but SEO is a way to get free traffic. So why spend money on paid ads if you get up there for free? And over the years, I worked at different advertising agencies as a director of SEO. And before work or after work and on my lunch breaks, I'd work on my own company. And mm-hmm. built it up to where I was able to eventually quit my job and focus solely on this, and been doing that ever since. Awesome. So, uh, before you know, going on to the topics and everything, I really want to address the elephant in the room because I think a lot of people uh, online would definitely be searching this. You know, is that is SEO dead? You know, in twenty twenty three, this search would most probably be a top search for a lot of people. Uh, you know, is SEO dead in 2023? Is it, uh, what what would be your answer for that? Uh, ever since 2007, people have said SEO is dead. <laughs> so as long as there's search engines or ways to search, then it's probably not going to die out. It's just going to change, which it changes all the time. But mm-hmm. as long as people are searching, there's ways to optimize for that. As long as people are using Amazon, there's ways to rank on Amazon. Amazon is technically a search engine or people are using Yelp or TripAdvisor or any of these sites. So as long as people are still searching, then search engine optimization will be around. But if people stop searching, then it will definitely be gone. But for now, people are still searching all the time. Got it. Got it. So, you know, it's coming over to the topics. I just want to touch upon a few things uh, because I think a lot has been changed in the SEO. Google has released a lot of uh, these new, uh, you know, uh, this uh, guidelines and updates and all their content strategies. But one, uh, you know, interesting thing that I found is that they released this uh, report where I think Google or some, not Google, but I think someone has released this report where uh, around 30 percentage of the searches are not actually relevant to the people, you know, what they're searching for. Now, I mean, Google is probably evolving in a lot of ways, but uh, how much do you think this uh, should affect the SEO? Like, for example, uh, is it because the people aren't delivering the right content or people are doing a lot of bad SEOs that are not doing good? I mean, what do you think uh, this would mean the next coming year? Uh, Maybe that they're just searching the wrong things, possibly, too. (laughs) If someone's not finding what they're looking for, then they have to refine that search, do a new Mm -hmm. search to make sure that they're actually looking for the right thing because they're putting the wrong words or use like a synonym or a plural. Mm -hmm. It's going to change what's going to appear there. So... You have to be careful what the search is, but also Google is just a robot. It's an algorithm, <laughs> so can't get yeah. everything right. And if you expect it to get everything right, you have really high expectations because <laughs> it is just a dumb robot and yeah. it's trying to learn as much as possible. But any search mm-hmm. engine is going to be the same as Google. No one's going to be able to be perfect. They're all just learning and learning. And the more they learn, the better off they're going to be. But half the searches nowadays are brand new searches. So Google's mm-hmm. never seen half the searches that happen every single day. So mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out what are people searching for? What's the intent behind the search? So that might be why too, because half the searches nowadays are brand new searches, especially yeah. with voice search, it changes everything. Yeah. 
So uh, according to voice search, you know, once you mentioned, I'm really curious, like uh, how do you, how much do you think that will evolve in the future? So do you think that will work? Like a lot of people, I think Alexa's uh, Siri, uh, you know, a lot of this actually popped up, you know, in a huge manner, you know, in the past few days, you know, uh, in the last year. But uh, what do what did you think is your vision for, you know, these voice searches for the upcoming years? Well, I mean, voice search on your phone, just talking to Google. So mm-hmm. not using Alexa or any of those other ones, but just going straight into your phone, searching on it, and then you can press a little microphone button. Instead of typing in your search, you can just say, where can I find the best restaurant in Los Angeles? Before you just type in best restaurant Los Angeles. But now you can say, where can I find the best restaurant in Los Angeles? It's a whole different type of search. It's now Google's trying to understand the human language. And there's gonna always going to be people that speak differently and have words in different orders or have plurals and synonyms and I don't think there's going to be really spelling errors with the voice to search anymore. But when people just type into their phone, especially the phones are small, they're going to have spelling errors all the time. And Google just automatically fixes that for you. But Hmm. voice search is not going to slow down anytime soon because everyone has a mobile device nowadays and that's connected to everybody. And that's not going to stop anytime soon because the more people that have mobile devices, the more connected everyone is and the more voice searches that are going to happen and the more new searches that Google's never seen are going to emerge and, we have to figure out what someone's actually looking for, understanding the human language. Instead, before they were just understanding keywords. Now they have to understand the semantics of intent, the language, prepositions, phrases. It's very, very complicated. Understood. Uh, I mean, have you helped anyone with one of your clients or anyone that, you know, on the voice search, have you helped anyone with this? Well, the voice search is the same as SEO. It's mm-hmm. making sure you show up at the top because... When you do a voice search or a text search, it's just it's going to show the same results. Oh. It's just, yeah, unless you're doing like Alexa where it speaks to you, that's a mm. little different. Where then you have to put schema on your website and they're only going to read the first listing. So whoever's mm. number one is going to get that voice search. No one else is going to get anything else. But those don't work too well usually. It's a lot better <laughs> to have people search on Google, have yeah. a bunch of options, go to your website and learn not just hear two sentences read off by Siri or something like that. Got it. Because uh, one of the curious reasons is I saw this case study on SEMrush where they talked a lot about, you know, how voice search has helped one of their clients, you know, reach in a lot of uh, millions of searches. But when I saw that case study, all I could found uh, found was, you know, uh, the same stuff like normal SEO to be done. I mean, you know, usual uh, things that you do for the ranking in Google. Is it the same thing? So that's why I want to know, you know, if there's something special that you want to do to, you know, rank in a voice search. Is it anything different? But I guess, you know, I can answer mention is it's kind of the same thing, right? I'm just just trying to reiterate the same thing because a lot of people are confused on this, you know, this topic that voice search is kind of like extremely new thing that people have to do. Well, no, voice search is just ranking. Depends what voice search you're talking about. If we're talking about searching on Google with the voice search, then it's the same thing. SEO is mm-hmm. SEO because it's showing the same results. But if you're talking about Siri or Alexa, that's different because they're going to read the first result and they use different search engines. They're not always using Google. They use other search engines depending on what platform you're on. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to pull that first listing and they're going to look at the schema attached to it and then they're going to read that answer off. But you're not getting any traffic, which it's not really good for SEO. You want people going to your website. So having Siri read off an answer to somebody does you no good. It's just helping that person. Like if someone's saying, what's the capital of New York? And then they read that answer off. That tells them the answer right there. They don't even have to go to your website. You're not getting any traffic. So 
voice search is actually bad because it's taking people away from your website. You don't want people getting the answer and not going to your website because what good does that do? It's not yeah. going to help you out at all. So essentially you don't want to really rank on the voice search. It's not bad to do it, but those searches aren't going to get you traffic, which SEO is all about getting you traffic, getting you sales, lead, phone calls, and not just getting somebody to read an answer off for you because that really does not much good for you. Understood, understood. Cool. So that's really pretty interesting insights. Uh, so now jumping out to the you know topics that you know we had planned for this. So guys, we actually have like really uh, good, interesting things. And one of the things is you know I'm actually a content manager uh, in a blockchain development company, and uh, we you know churn out a lot of blogs and all the other things that we do. And one interesting thing that I kind of came across recently, you know, one expert said that no one is kind of reading the blogs these days. I mean, literally there are like tons of blogs. I mean, at least not fully, you know, like uh, from end to end, an average time spent on a particular page of a blog might be like, you know, two minutes maximum, like people just scrolling through the headings and, you know, H3s and everything. So my, the, you know, major doubt is, is people actually still reading the blogs or they're just turning out just for the sake of SEOs. Uh, because even I had a great, you know, uh, an argument kind of thing with my CMO saying that, you know, number doesn't matter. The more matters is the quality, which is writing one blog. is just put as much quality into it as possible. But he always says, put the numbers more with medium quality. That's also matters. So what are your thoughts, man? I mean, I mean you know, dealing with a lot of clients. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, how do you look at this? Well, it's all about writing for the user, not just writing for the search engines, mm -hmm. but providing quality content is number one. So that's always going to be number one to Google. Like Google feeds off quality content and it has to be original content. It can't be copied mm -hmm. from one page to another. It has to offer value. So like right now there's a lot of like chat talk about the AI bots and things like that. And Google even said like they don't care if it's written by AI or humans as long as it mm -hmm. provides value. That's all that matters is it provides value. I mean, you should go in and rewrite the AI content because it's not perfect and yeah. it's just machine learning. But Google says they don't care as long as it provides value. So whatever you're putting out there on the website, make sure it provides value. Don't write for the search engines. Like in the past, you'd say, all right, I have to put my keyword in here 3% of the time. Nowadays, you don't even need your keywords in there. I see websites that rank without even having the keywords yeah. in there because Google picks up the variations or the synonyms and Google just knows the intent behind your search or geolocation, all these other variables that go into it. So mm. nowadays, just write for people. Don't worry about putting out 10 pieces of content for Google, put out one good quality piece for Google. And that's going to be a lot better than 10 low quality content pieces. Got it. So uh, I know this question must, must not be, uh, you know, it's not kind of actually asked many people when you said value, right? I think uh, that's like a great kind of gray area. Uh, I don't, I mean, uh, can you give an example, like what exactly value, you know, in, in, in any instance for that matter, can you explain what value is in this, you know, this blogs or anything for that matter? Uh, just answering the question. So whatever the topic is, not writing fluff or filler content or just adding stuff in there or adding extra keywords in there mm -hmm. just because a tool says you need to put the keyword at the beginning of the sentence. That stuff is where it's not adding value. You're adding value for search engines, but they don't want that anymore. They want you to mm -hmm. add value to people, which means writing for humans, not writing for search engines. And when you're writing for mm -hmm. humans, you got to provide them value of what they're looking for, not add all this extra fluff and layers of text that don't need to be there because you're like, oh, mm -hmm. I need to write a thousand words. It's like, no, you don't need to write a thousand words. You need to write the amount of words that need to be there for that question. If someone's searching like what's two plus two, probably only need to write maybe <laughs> a couple hundred words max. Yeah. But if someone's searching 
how do I fix my car engine? You can write 5,000 words, 10,000 words pretty easily yeah. on that. So it all depends on what the user is searching for and mm -hmm. trying to figure out, all right, what provides value? Do I need to write 10,000 words about what two plus two is? I mean, maybe if you really want to get technical with math, but most people don't want that. They just want to know the basics. So give yeah. them what they need. And then if they want to learn more, you can offer more and mm -hmm. offer in-depth articles that go deeper into it. But just really try to think of if you're looking for that product or whatever you're searching on Google, mm -hmm. what would you want to appear? How much content should be there? And it's kind of tough, but you got to take a step back sometimes and just think like if I was writing this article or reading this article, how much text necessarily should be there? And the way to check too is search for your keywords in Google, open up all the websites that, that rank on that first page of Google, skipping over the ads, but look mm -hmm. at the organic results and see how much text they have on that page. And that'll give you an idea if everyone's writing hundred words, then you probably only need to write hundred words. If everyone's writing 5,000 words, then you should probably maybe write around 5,000 words, but mm -hmm. it's not one size fits all. It's all about just kind of looking at your competitors, trying to figure out what Google wants you to write, what Google's looking for and what the reader is also looking for. Got it. So uh, just to follow up on that, I think a lot of sites I have seen, you know, uh, like for example, the organic page, there are 10 sites and what I, sorry. If there are like 10 sites and, you know, what I see is that that maybe, uh, you know, at least two to three sites in the middle or at least you know, below to the end is kind of a summary of the all the other pages. So when I see that and when I have my writers write an original content, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, content writers, when they write, you know, seriously original content, which high quality or, you know, answering to the user as they might think it's still not ranking. Is it because that SEO optimization is something is not being done or is it the content issue? Because one thing you mentioned is that uh, write it for the user, right? Uh, write it for the user. But I'm just I, I'm just asking this because there are some people who still write for the users, but not getting franked. Uh, what can be the issue there for those writers who can't do that? I mean, Google doesn't care what you put on a website. Google doesn't <laughs> care about any keywords, any content. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They're not going to rank you just because you added a blog or made your website load in one tenth of a second. None of that matters to Google without what are called backlinks. Hmm. Google doesn't trust any website. So if you don't build that trust up with Google and let them know that you are reputable, credible, trustworthy, they're not going to rank you. And the way to build that trust is by getting other websites to talk about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google gives to you, then they will get the keywords on your website. But it doesn't work the other way around. If you don't have backlinks, Google's not going to believe that you are who you say you are. So you have to build that trust up and that's the number one reason why people don't get traffic is Google doesn't trust them. And you could make the perfect website, do all these things, but if you don't have that trust, they're not going to rank you. Understood. Yeah, I think that this would clear up a lot of bases for a lot of people. Awesome. So, uh, you know, this is one thing that I've always been wondering. Uh, so in today's world, there's a lot of job openings, okay, for social media marketing. And whenever I see that job opening social media marketing, one thing I understand is they just mention uh, content creation or running ads on Facebook or you know those small things. But isn't that the usual things that people have been doing for a really long time? Is there anything new happening in social media marketing or it's just the same old, you know, like uh, they write a blog and they post on social media or they create some infographics or it's just the same as usual or you, are you doing anything new for your clients? or anything that you're suggesting to them, uh, anything in your opinion? Uh, I mean, for the most part, social media doesn't change too much. It's really to put a face behind the company and build trust up. So someone goes to your website, they don't know who you are, like for people. So 
you gotta build trust with Google with the backlinks, and you gotta get, build trust for humans with social media and other factors. So someone goes to your website, they're just like, all right, why would I buy off your website? I don't know who you are. I could just mm-hmm. go on like Amazon and buy off them. But social media puts a face behind the company and says, like, hey, we have messages here, we have reviews, you can engage with us, you can ask us questions. I mean, this really started like 15 years ago when there wasn't a way to engage with people or websites yeah. and it puts a face behind the company. Nowadays, social media is more pay to play platform where you have to pay to get any traction because there's no reach with the organic side of things, but still you want to put a presence up there. So people trust you. They believe that you really are who you say you are. You know that you can put your credit card information on their website and not get ripped off. There's reviews, there's ways to contact them and reach out to them. So social is definitely an important aspect and sometimes it gets leads and sales, but most of the time it's not really going to get you new sales or leads. It just depends mm-hmm. on your business. Like I'm a, SEO company. No one's going on Instagram looking for SEO. Some people might, but majority of people are not going on Instagram. Same with like a dentist. Not many people are going to be going on a dentist Facebook. Some people might, but most people are not going on a dentist TikTok or stuff like that. So it's all about trying to figure out who your audience is and how to be in front of them at the right moment. Got it. And you know, uh, I, I think definitely we need to talk th- talk about this Twitter. Uh, so especially the one thing that I wanted to ma- uh, talk about this is that, you know, I mean, Elon Musk and everything that's going on. But one interesting factor that I noted recently is they gave an update saying that uh, whatever external links that you're adding, we will block that content. Something relevant to that uh, update they mentioned. And this is one of the things that I heard uh, from a guy called Viber. He's a LinkedIn expert. And he said that, Never put an external link in the description of your LinkedIn post because it shortens it, and then it won't. It will show, uh, you know, that you are moving away from LinkedIn, or you sure you want to go something like that. So they, he told us to put it in the comment section so that you know it will. LinkedIn won't notice that it's kind of a link. Uh, do you think this will happen in a lot of places where you know the social media platform itself will try to keep the audience inside the same platform rather than trying to send them away? Uh, in any case or whatsoever, like how Twitter did. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you look at Instagram, they don't give you any clickable links except for the bio. <laughs> and if you have 10,000 or more followers, you could do a swipe up story. Yeah. But other than that, there's no way to leave Instagram. Plus, why would they want you to leave Instagram? Once you leave Instagram, they lost you. So you have to keep, yeah, they don't want you to leave those platforms. They want to keep you on as long as possible because the longer you're on those platforms, the more ads you're going to see, the more ad revenue they're going to make. And the happier their shareholders are going to be. So they don't want you to leave in those platforms, unfortunately. Awesome. So yeah, I think I think that gives a broader understanding of why people are doing that, you know, <laughs> rather than people trying to understand, okay, something the algorithm is screwing them, but yeah, it's, I think, a different game. Awesome. So uh, just coming into the, you know, more SEO-oriented uh, things, I think uh, one thing we need to focus is the international SEO. Because, uh, for example, when you take uh, a concept, I think that concept, so I'm from India, basically. And, uh, for example, a concept that's not popular in India might be really popular in the U.S. and might be wanting to rank that uh, from the U.S. audience. Uh, so is there any way to use this international SEO or is there any concept that international SEO, something called is there or it's just the usual stuff that we need to do to get that done? It's the usual, but you have to write in the language. So you have to change your website to that language and you have to have a writer write it, not have Google translate it, but you have to create a whole new version, add some tags to your website that let them know what language this section of your website's in. So otherwise, if you're trying to write for America and you're writing in a foreign language, people aren't going to be able to read it. You have to write it in English. So 
that's a big thing is making sure you translate the website and then you start building backlinks that are in English with the right anchor text to the to new landing pages on the website. Otherwise, Google's not gonna trust those pages because mm -hmm. they're not gonna believe you. So you gotta essentially double down on your SEO and pretty much duplicate your website and still have it on your main URL, but have it like .com forward slash EN for English or .com mm -hmm. forward slash whatever the language is and that will take them to the new one. Like if you look at any big corporate website, you'll see mm -hmm. they're kind of doing that. Like Apple, if you look at Apple in the US versus Apple in another country, it's gonna be different, translated over with the right keywords and the right language and the right verbiage to get them to want to read more. So if it's the same, if it's the same language, then this is the usual stuff. I mean, if I'm writing in India, English, then in the US, it's the same stuff, same SEO. Nothing big is added. I mean, other than the backlinks and the anchor tags, that's all. Google's algorithm is not going to change from country to country. They might change uh -huh. little aspects of it, but they're not going to change their search engine from country to country unless there's <laughs> specific things that they have to hide. Like in China, they probably have to mm. suppress a lot of stuff, but yeah. they're not going to change their algorithm, I don't think, because they're like, this is the algorithm that works. Let's keep it going, but let's just change it to this language or this language or we have to suppress and hide this content because we can't get in trouble by this government. Yeah. Understood. understood. That makes sense. Cool. Uh, so Brandon, uh, before going to the final sections of the, uh, you know, discussion, is it morning? Is it, it's morning there, right? Yep. It's morning here. Okay. So this is a normal question. I always ask, uh, it's kind of a couple of questions. So one is, uh, who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday? Oh, Maybe my family saw them since it is a holiday. So I'm one of my family. So I think that would be that. Awesome. So the second is, uh, I know this is a really lame question to ask in 2022's end, but do you have any resolution for the 2023? Some, any one top resolution for yourself, you know, as, as, as a personal stuff, anything that you have? Uh, to just keep growing my business and try to take it to that next level. That's really the main one that I, kind of think of and then I have a bunch of other ones like trying to finish up some classes and get a book written but definitely just keep growing the business as much as I can awesome awesome that sounds great well good luck to you on that <laughs> well cool so let's just move to the final you know sections of this uh you know this episode is that uh the main context that we wanted to you know cover here is this web3 now, Web3, you know, it's kind of like the buzzword, you know, how Metaverse came in and all the blockchain and everything came in. And being in a Web3 company, I know a lot of people are jumping around, you know, talking about Web3, but the number of people who are engaging in concepts like Web3 is kind of really low. So uh, do you have any uh, Web3 marketing strategy specific to, you know, the technologies that you would like to give uh, to us today? I mean, it would be pretty much the same. So with SEO... If someone's searching for your Web3, your NFT or something like that, you'd probably want them to rank on Google mm -hmm. or unless there's another search engine out there that you want to rank on. But essentially, you want to optimize your website. If you have a website, putting the keywords in the right areas and the coding. So Google or whatever platform you're trying to rank on can read and understand what keywords you're trying to rank for because they can't read images, can't read videos. They're getting closer, but they're still pretty far away. So the more text you provide about that Web3, whatever it is, the easier it is for those platforms to read and understand and know what keywords you're targeting. But again, they don't care what you put on the website without what are called backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. More websites that talk about you, the more trust they're going to give to you. And then they're going to start ranking you higher in the search results. 
Got it. So uh, have you worked with any uh, clients that, you know, regarding NFTs or any marketing strategies? Have you worked with anyone like that? Uh, no NFTs yet, but I'm sure they're going to come pretty soon because <laughs> that is kind of taken off. Yeah. Awesome. I, because I think a lot of NFTs has been, you know, in the trading phase for a lot of time. And I think they are trying to move forward as a marketing tool. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to how these, because I, today I think I signed up uh, with this, uh, what is that name? Yeah, Social Media Examiner. I think you would have uh, mentioned that site. So they really sent an email mentioning that uh, if you claim this NFT, we will send you newsletters and everything. Uh, you know, daily or weekly something. So I went and I minted that NFT and then I claimed it. So I think people are trying to, you know, send, uh, like capture your account name or something like that. You know, other than the email, I think they're trying to put here as the marketing tool. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to how that might change, to be honest. I think that would be really big <laughs> in this case of technology and decentralization and everything. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting to see how it's all changing. And it always yeah. takes a while to get things going, but we'll see. In the next few years, how the Web3 kind of takes off and where it goes from there, because right now it's just in the beginning phases where no one really knows what's <laughs> going to happen. Just like when MySpace came around, nobody knew what MySpace was. And then slowly it got more and more adopter and users. And then we'll see really how impactful it's going to be. Definitely, definitely. So um, just a final question. I mean, what is your you know SEO strategies for 2023? Is something that you want to leave the, uh, you know, uh, listeners that they can also implement in their, uh, you know, strategies for 2020. I'm sure they, everyone is making some calendar and everything, you know, for the next year. So if there's anything that you want them to add, you know, what would that be? Yeah, just make sure they build good quality backlinks. That's number one is make sure you get quality backlinks. And quality backlink to Google is a website that's related to you. You can't just be building backlinks to be building backlinks. You have to find sites that are related to you. That's number one. If you're just getting on random sites, if you're getting backlinks from like, Twitter and you're a doctor, that's weird. Like, unless you're social media and you're trying to become a social media blog, then that'd be fine to get social media sites like Twitter or LinkedIn to link to you. But you need to find sites that are related to you. That's the most important thing with Google is relevancy. Everything needs to be related. The backlinks, the content on your website, the keywords, all has to be related to what that person's searching in Google. Got it. So I think, you know, you heard, I think a major portion of this, you know, interview, I think the backlinks has been a major interview topic. So just, you know, for the reader to understand, can you explain what is actually a backlink? Uh, just for the readers who are just hearing this, hearing this for the first time, what is a backlink? Backlink is a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So if you're reading an article on, say, entrepreneur.com and it says Brandon Leibowitz in there and you click on it and it goes to my website, I'd be getting a backlink from entrepreneur.com. So the more clickable links on other websites that point to yours, the more trust you're going to be able to get from Google. God, that explains very clearly. So awesome. So Brandon, thank you so much. Uh, so right now table's turn. Is there anything else that you want to ask me? I'm sorry. Uh, is there anything else that you want to ask me? Um, yeah. And just for everyone that's listening or watching, I create a special gift for them. So if they go to my website at seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift, they could find that there along with a bunch of classes I've done over the years. And so step-by-step step how to do everything that, or a lot of stuff that we talked about, they could watch those for free anytime. And I think that would be the best next step for anyone that wants to try to really grow their business and learn more is watch those classes and learn and then implement and take action. 
Awesome. So guys, I'll definitely leave everything in the description below. So please go and check that out. And uh, yeah, if you're gone through the link and, you know, please tell him I came from Jeffrey. So I think that would be really great uh, for me as well. So uh, Brendan, thanks again. Uh, love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, so thanks guys for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.